Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Well, listeners, welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge, we're a marketing training and tool set company. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach SA Nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. Now, Google made a lot of changes in 24, in 2014. In fact, there's so many changes, I don't know anyone who's played with all of them. However, I do know someone who loves to experiment with PPC and has an opinion on, on a lot of some of the new features. So we're going to go through some of the big ones you should be using that were launched in 2014 today. And we're going to start with Joe Kirschbaum, who is the Midwest Account Director with 3Q Digital. So welcome, Joe, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. That's well, great to have you. I mean, Google launched a lot of changes, right? Some good, others bad, some simple, others really complex. So I thought we'd start with one of the more interesting changes that can make a bit of a difference, but there's a little bit of work to be done. Um, ad customizers. Can you first just kind of explain what ad customizers are? Sure, totally. I mean, ad customizers are a way to, I guess you could say, make your ads custom to search queries in real time so that they are way more relevant and way more specific to what people are looking for. Um, I, in a way, it's almost like ad customizers are like DKI on steroids in a way, and they're also kind of like the custom parameters that Bing's had for a little while, right? So you can, uh, we, you know, get into the nitty gritty a little bit, but you can, Upload a feed in a way, it's, uh, your your custom parameters into AdWords and then set them to specific keywords. And what it will do is spe- specifically change your keywords for specific ads. So let's say you have, uh, you sell car parts and one car part is a hundred bucks, another car part is 150. You can tell your ad customizers to show the specific price of those specific parts. So that way you don't have to customize thousands of ads for thousands of keywords. Um, and, and that's just one example that you can use. There's a, there's a, a, a variety of attributes that you can utilize to uh, customize your ads. But that's it in a nutshell, is that you can upload specific attributes in a feed into your AdWords account and then kind of tie them to your ads, write new ads, and uh, make them more specific to specific keywords. So can you give us like an, an example of, of how this looks then when these customizers are created? Sure. Uh, basically, what there are different types of attributes, right? There is text, which is almost like product name. There's a number, so you could do like inventory count. You can do price. You can do, and, and then there's also a countdown feature for date. So you could uh, technically, you know, you there's you know how you can have a whole block of keywords that really feed into one specific product, but they don't necessarily add if you use DKI wouldn't necessarily show the product name uh, specifically. So you could have a whole slew of keywords that then feed into one specific product name, but you can show your product name so that it's like proper, it shows right. Um, and then you could also show like product count. So let's say I have catalytic converters and you have a specific kind of catalytic converter. You could say we have this specific catalytic converter, so it shows the name correctly. 
and it shows we have eight different kinds of catalytic converters. And then you can show the price, say 150 bucks, toward that catalytic converter. So the ad within AdWords would show a number of different parameters, but on the SERP would actually show the the specific product name. It could possibly show like inventory count, types of models, and then the specific price. So do you have to make its own feed or can you use like a merchant feed if you already have one being created? Uh, you have to, you, what you have to do is you have to get the uh, template from, from AdWords, you know, in the help section, you can actually download the actual customizable template and then you can set up the different attributes um, and make sure that, you know, you call the attributes what you want them to be specifically. And then you do have to put them into ads. So that way the ad can call the attribute that you're looking for. Um, so you do need to, it, it, like you said, some of them require a little bit more heavy lifting than others. Um, so it isn't just like you can just go in, put a little text into your ad and hit save. It, it does require you uh, setting up a different Excel spreadsheet, uploading that into your feed, and then making sure that the attributes within your ad specifically match what you put into your Excel document. Um, and like I said, you can actually get the, um, uh, the, you can get the template from the help section. So, so now there's yet another feed to, to manage, right? If I know, person, another feed. Oh, my God. More, more feeds. Oh, my God. So, so no website has this kind of feed built into it yet. So are no. you manually creating these? Are you exporting a feed and then deleting certain columns? I mean, have you found any, any sort of time-saving tips I, on managing these? I think that's, that's going to be the best way for people. To, well, it really depends on your business, right? If you're an e-commerce client, um, if you're an e-commerce business, you probably can take your product feed um, and then customize it. You probably actually want to pare it down for this, for your, for your specific ads to in order to utilize ad customizers. And then and there are probably companies that don't necessarily that aren't e-commerce or they just want to use these for uh, maybe not as robust as that. It's like trying to um, utilize ad customizers for hundreds or thousands of products. Um, you know, you may want to you may just have a handful of models, a handful of products um, that, you know, may not be so much heavy lifting that you can create a feed and maintain that feed. So it's not so much work. And then, and then you know, and then, like if people are looking to get into this, like kind of like an easy way, the way that we've started getting into this was just there's a a function called um, it is called the countdown function. So, and it is just what you think it is. It will actually display a date, will display a time, and it's like a deadline for a specific promotion or something that's going on. Like if you have, like obviously we use these during Q4 for when uh, we were at, we had deadlines for sales. So we'd say like deadline, you know, sale ends like December, you know, fifteenth. Or we had like order by December twenty first to get your to get your product. So we did use um, countdowns um, a little bit, and then they were helpful. They were good. They looked great in the ads. It obviously creates that sense of urgency. Um, so you know there are you know you can make this. You can get as deep into the weeds as you want. Like another idea I had, which um, is like you know um, you know more and more monthly box subscriptions are becoming prevalent. People love those nowadays. But a lot of box subscriptions is like if you want the February box, you have to order by like January 29th. So like box subscriptions could technically use this to say, hey, if you want to start ordering now, order within the next two days to get our next box and stuff like that. So they could start using it for stuff like that. So with these countdowns, Especially when you get into two hours and, and stuff, do they use your account time zone or they use the user time zone? I believe, I think you actually put in, you know, that's a good question and I'm not sure actually what, what the countdown is. Hold on, let me take a look. I am actually, uh, uh, I'm not sure actually. That's a really good question. Oh, actually, I can tell you because um, I, 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 we tried. It would make. Go so, ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure where what what uh yeah, I'm not sure. 
we were trying this with the um, the countdown script with the TV show launch, thinking like, hey, we can run ads on the TV show saying three hours until it airs, two hours until it airs. Right. Um, but it, it's based on a count time zone. So our problem was prime time starts at 8 o'clock Eastern time, which is 7 o'clock Central. But then when you jump to Pacific time, you're back to 8 o'clock again. And, and, and so because these time zones aren't actually the same – Right. Trying to run them means you've got to split up your account into time zones for for something like that. So sometimes they're 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 not perfect, but for countdown like box wars, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, and I actually the reason why I was thinking about time zones because I've really only used it for dates, right? Like the, the date ends like December eighteenth. I hadn't really used it at like nine p.m. I had used anything specific like watch this television show at eight p.m. So you know, with with like merchant feeds, if you screw up something in a merchant feed, Google just like disallows your entire feed and you're kind of like done. It's 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 it gets kind of messy at times. Do do they watch these as closely when you say like I've got five items left in stock and you know you're down to one? Do, does Google really care on the customizers? They watching that that closely or is it okay just to you know redo your feed when you're you're running low on products or, or how closely they watch this dynamic information? Right. I, you know, I, I think as it's relatively new, I am not sure how close they watch it, but I would say on the advertiser side that you want to be watching this really closely because you don't want to be putting information out there that then is incorrect. So Google, I mean, it would seem to me like it would be really hard for Google to say like how exactly how many products you have left or whatever, unless that is displayed. I mean, they might be tracking then your product feed to know how many products you actually have left. Um, but I would say for advertisers, you just don't want to be putting information out there. I'm actually not sure how closely, like, yeah, if you say we've got five left is google watching that so specifically because it is a custom parameter that you're putting in to customize your ads do you know no i actually don't know um this is this is a big question among the the retailers because yes. for for something like you know a, a short-term promotion you can use your merchant feed you can use this they both yeah. work well for static types of information when you get into like you know 11 products left I have no idea. My guess is not that closely because Google doesn't know what you're customizing. Yeah, exactly. They don't know, like, because all it is is it's calling a parameter out of the feed that you put into. So, like, you know, you might say your parameter um, that you're putting into the feed is like 11 and you're calling that out, but I don't know how Google would check that. Exactly. And so it's one of those areas that it's still new enough and I only know a handful of accounts using it. Yeah. And, And Google has been. Overly helpful, which I don't say very often. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've ever heard you say that. Of, of helping – well, there's two things. We're going to talk about the second one they've been helpful on recently too. But they've been helpful in, in helping people kind of configure these and, and run them. And so we've actually gotten some great support in, with mm-hmm. our customizers, um, which is I, I think just – in, in many ways, I, I mean, I think just from a larger scale, in 2015, we're going to see a, a lot more come back to the creative, right? The creative has been kind of lost the last couple of years. And as personalized search and personalized everything has happened, personalized ads just make sense. Right. And so I think we're going to see more abilities to do customization at scale. And, mm-hmm. and this is something Google you know, knows I've got to help people get to that level of, of important and working on these things. Yeah. Um, so let's do this. Let's, let's take a quick break for our sponsors. 
I want to come back and talk about one of the other new features that, that Google has launched in 2014, um, call it extensions and even some call conversion information. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCprofessionals.com. All-Inclusive Marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in all-inclusive marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence in results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engage introducing Rumble, it's a smart global management system. Reserve a free consultation today to at all-inclusive marketing where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And so we're back talking with, with Joe Kirschbaum about some of the, the major 2014 changes. In the course in 2014, we saw some ad extensions turn into annotations. We saw some new ad extensions come out. Um, but one extension that pretty much should be universally used, just like site links, is the callout extension. So, so Joe, can you take us a little bit about the callout extension? Sure, absolutely. It's, it's, it's almost the reverse of what we were talking about, right? We were just talking about ad customizers and how they're almost like DKI or different ad parameters on steroids because you could do so much with them. They're so powerful. And there is some heavy lifting that is required on them. Now, call-out extensions, you said it exactly, Brad, is almost like site extensions light because they don't, they're not links. There's, there's no links to them or anything like that. They're just additional information that can be listed underneath your PPC ad. So for example, like some, you know, you're going to see the standard headline, you're going to see the standard body of text. And then below that, you might be able to see three little snippets of text. Um, and those are going to be your callout extensions. And they're just little things like, I mean, they actually, normally I feel like the naming conventions are a little strange, but this kind of makes sense is they're just little callouts for your business. What makes you more specific. Um, and I think there might be 25 characters or less, uh, something along those lines, and you can put them in at the campaign or ad group level. And it's just little snippets of things that would be useful to your audience, as in like free shipping, 24-7 customer service, like whatever might help you call yourself out 
over your competition. And uh, they're super easy to input. I mean, they're just within the um, they're just within the extensions tabs of your campaigns or your ad groups. And and that's it. That's literally it. There's no links. There's nothing that goes along with them. Um, they're easy to use. You can change them out. You can schedule them. There's all kinds of things you can do with them. But the one thing you can't do with them is use the same text that's in your ad because that's right. Because then it won't show anymore. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so, you can't. Yeah, you can't say like we're the. You know. Uh, yeah, you can't say hundreds of electronics and then put in your ad and then say hundreds of electronics in your call out extensions. It's something different that you're calling out. Yep. Yep. Which which is fair. It's it's kind of like the original uses of site links until people got really sophisticated with them and, and these are back again. So, yeah. Exactly. Do you see these? I mean, because in a way, when these launched. The appearance was you have a lot of aggregators who are you know, managing 10,000 PVC accounts and have one-page landing pages, so they couldn't use site links. Exactly. Uh, and, and these originally appeared for site links for microsites, right, All, almost in a way. Um, do you see them show up with site links a lot now? Uh, I've seen them a little bit with site links. I've seen them more on their own. But I have seen I have seen a mix of, of both of them. But I mean, that's exactly you hit the nail on the head when I was thinking of like more of our lead gen clients that had to have trouble that we don't want to send them to deeper pages into the site, even though that's what you're supposed to do with site links is sending them to all these different pages really gets them out of the funnel or really keeps them unfocused where these are in a way like allowing my lead gen clients to to display some information um, uh, tends to be a little bit more company focused or things that are just tried and true no matter across the keyword. Um, so yeah, it definitely allows for the, you know, B2B lead gen client to start utilizing um, site links that they don't want to send people to the about us page or the product page and keep things unfocused. So, and, and I don't, I, Google refuses to tell me how often <laughs> they show site links with call outs. Um, I, I've I haven't seen that. You, well, that's exactly why I said I've seen it some, but not all the time. And I, I can't say I've seen it. I've never seen it, and I can't say I see it all the time. I've seen it a little bit. So do you set them up for everyone, or do you kind of say, you got a big website, you get site links, you got a tiny website, you get call-outs? I mean, you set them I'm up for them in, everyone? I, I'm at least putting them in for everyone. I mean, if they're there, because you, um, you know because it, you know how like and I, you know how they kind of like Google kind of picks and shoots. I know it's in the top positions when they show site links, but sometimes even when you're in position one or two, they don't show your site link, right? Um, like it, it's, it's, not, it's not 100%. So this is almost like a catch-all where it's like, heck, if we get site, it's almost in a way of like, if we don't get the site link, can we get the call out? Or do we get both of them and totally own that area of the SERP? I don't know, but it's like they're there. They're, I don't. The, the question would be is if like they decide to show the call out extension over the site links, I'll take the site links if I've got good site links. But it's almost like a catch all, right? It's like if they're not going to show the site link, well, then at least show my call out. Come on, throw me a bone. No, that, that's very fair, very fair. Um, so speaking of calls, I mean, one of the. Great, great launches of 2014. <laughs> Google's giving away free call tracking on your website now. It's like Christmas. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So can you tell <laughs> us a little about this? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure there are probably some third party call provider tracking services that we're a little upset. Um, but you know what? It's it's it's. Google's offering is not as robust. So basically what it is, is you are now able to track, you know, before uh, what what existed previously was that you could track calls specifically from your ads, like um, call extensions and stuff like that. And you could see those calls within your AdWords, um, within your AdWords account. Now you can actually um, 
see calls that are generated from your website. Um, and the way that you do that is you just place a couple of snippets of code on that page. Like your, I think, I believe it's your conversion tracking pixel. And then you also have to basically wrap your phone number in two pieces of JavaScript to make the number dynamic so that Google can place um, call tracking numbers on the actual page itself. And then when somebody makes a call, that number is triggered and it actually generates a conversion within your AdWords account. Um, what I really like about this is that it's free. Hey, that's great. Um, it shows up directly in your AdWords. Um, and then also, um, similar to what you can do with the call extensions, is um, uh, we actually have a number of clients where, you know, number of calls is important. They do track um, call content on their back end with some of their uh, various CMSs. But one way for us to then apply numbers, because then you can roll these calls into some of your automated bidding, like Conversion Optimizer, is, is we then apply a proxy of call duration as being a signal for quality. So, like, we have like some law clients where it's like, if we can get somebody on the phone for like let's say four and a half minutes that's probably a pretty good call we don't know the outcome of it but we know a number which is four and a half and you can set that within your adwords account to say if we get somebody on the phone for one minute two minutes three minutes i don't know some people might say 10 minutes then is a good call and you can actually set that up in your adwords so so what's interesting is google launched that for this and they took away the ability to do that for call extensions which was a strange change so with this It only goes to AdWords, right? Like you can't push this data to analytics or anything else, right? It's only for AdWords? I I believe it's only – well, I think it's only for AdWords unless you can – I know you can pull obviously conversion data from from GA into your AdWords. I don't know. I don't think you can go. Can you go both ways? No, I don't think so. I don't think – I was going to say maybe you knew something I didn't. I was like, well, a better way for me to answer is I'm not doing it now. And if there was a way to do it, I was going to start doing it. Um, But I, I don't believe there's a way. And it's only for AdWords, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it has. It has to make that. It's well. It's just like when somebody converts, right, or, or fills out an f- online lead form where they have to have clicked on the ad, establish that cookie connection, and then it triggers the conversion with an AdWords. Is similar here, where they can't just kind of come from anywhere. So, uh, if you've got a client on AdWords and Bing, I mean, the the conversation, right, goes like, well, you could use you know Mongoose or by phone or like my calls or someone, and we can get your Bing data, your AdWords data together, and then make bid decisions but you're going to pay this amount for it. Or we can set you up with the free AdWords call data. It won't apply to Bing or Facebook or any of your marketing channels, mm-hmm. but we can kind of estimate that from AdWords and apply that to these other channels. I mean, how does that conversation kind of look when you have it with a client? You know, that's that's a good question. We've had to, we've had to do a little bit of proxy. So yes, if we're using Google call-out extensions, um, or I'm sorry, call extensions, using call tracking and we're not using it in Bing, then we have had to do a little bit of like, uh, a little bit of a, a approximation on, you know, call quality, number of calls. And, and so we've had to do uh, some assumptions based on that. And then a lot of our clients that we are utilizing the, I have a couple clients using the Google call tracking function, is they do also have back-end data that they're using so that way we can actually see Bing like elsewhere. No, that, that makes sense. So do you find that when people realize this exists that they're less likely to use a call tracking vendor or it kind of just depends business to business? I think it depends business to business. Like everybody that – the, the couple of clients I've utilized this for already had another – had already had another system for tracking calls and they didn't just hop off of that, right? This is more for our team to be able to optimize toward that because that's why I said it's really great that Google has this. But you can't really like record calls. You don't – you just basically get a 
number, right? A number of calls that you get or duration. And, and there are some other metrics that you can pull from it, but you can't record the calls. You know, a lot of things that you can do with like, um, you know, third party providers that are a little bit more robust in their service offering. So, um, you know, we still, you know, we, we use it, you know, when we brought it to the client. So like I said, we can optimize our accounts, uh, but they didn't like, yeah, just jump right off of their, um, off their platforms. But this is a really great introduction for people who have never used a, you know, have never used a third party platform. Um, and, you know, they want to dip their toes in it. They think they're getting calls from their paid search, but they've never been able to track it. This is a really great way to get started. And then who knows, maybe they find that, you know, 70% of their calls are coming from, uh, 70% of their calls are coming from AdWords and then say, wow, we've really got to get way more detail into this. And then they might look for another, like, you know, another solution that gives them way more data. Actually, let's let's take a break for our sponsors and, and finish this conversation because there's a couple other considerations if you're already using a third-party platform. It's kind of pick your brain on. So let's take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. InternetMarketingINC.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back talking with, with Joe Kirschbaum from 3Q Digital about Google's new call tracking solution. And, and so you mentioned that you've got clients who had a third-party system and they've gone to Google's system. But theoretically, they've then lost the ability to you know, record the information or is there a way to string these numbers together? 
I mean, uh, right. What they've been doing, like some of our clients on the back end have had specific, basically what they've been doing is they have specific 800 numbers that then are tied to like a campaign or an ad group. Um, so then when you use the dynamic, what we've been doing is when we dynamicize the number with Google, you know, then it sends them to a specific number, um, is then, so that way we get the Google, the, the Google dynamic number is forwarding to a number that has already been assigned like a specific like topic or something. Like we have a law firm that we work with and like they have different case types and each case type has a specific number. So then that number tracks on the back end, if that makes sense. So then we can yes. see from campaign number one, got 10 calls and we click closed one case. But then on AdWords, because we didn't need that specific number, the actual forwarding number was going to the pre-existing number that was kind of tied to some data on the back end. So you're forwarding a number that forwards to a number that forwards to the user. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very meta. It's, it's how, there's tons of forwarding everywhere. So so my only question with that is how fast is it? Because I remember we like, like several years ago and yeah. and we had a client who was doing something like this, and it was kind of ridiculous. But the <laughs> user heard three rings before the client's number rang once. And so their answer rate dropped like 35% because they didn't, they didn't realize this big time like a user had. Is, is Google, mm-hmm. do you, have you seen any changes in that? No, not since. Since we not since we implemented the Google because the uh, the main client that we've been using for this is for a law client is the number that they actually call an R end uh, on the on the actual client's number isn't necessarily a forwarding number so if so we don't really have two sets of forwarding we we really have like the one eight hundred the the initial eight hundred number that we had set up is actually like a real actual number that goes to their office so but I have not, I haven't really heard I have not looked at the data. To see if like con- like call conversions are down or anything like that, or basically, I can say that we haven't seen any negative impact. Um, now that doesn't mean that it won't happen eventually, but we haven't seen anything like adding this, you know, Google forwarding numbers, like e- extending their call before somebody can answer. But okay. it's worth thinking about, though, especially since and mine might be a little different because we're not using like a forwarding, which is the Google dynamic number, to another forwarding number, which then might be a third party. We're really forwarding to then like a, an actual, I guess you could say. Um, rooted number. Um, so it's not like we're going to Google, then is going to if by phone, then is going to something else, which then, yeah, that's a lot of like channels and a calls getting sent through. Okay, okay, that makes a whole lot more sense. So it does require a little bit of Java. Did you find yeah. this easy to set up or did it take a developer to dig into the code? No, it, it seemed pretty easy. I didn't install the code myself, but it's really just, I mean, for, for the Google call tracking is really installing a snippet of code right before the number and right after the number, which then allows it to dynamicize. So it's, it, you know, we spoke to the developer and he got it done within like, you know, half an hour. So that, that it signals to me it must have been pretty easy because um, I always have implementation issues when it comes to coding. <laughs> no, and this, so this is my other good Google story. Is So I was working with someone who's not a super big spender um, last month and they went and through this and they were having problems with certain things getting tracked for whatever reason. Google helped them out. And I was like, and, and they only spend like maybe 40 grand a month, right? They're not right. a big top tier client. And Google gave them like custom help. And I was like, I was just, I, I was blown away. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's been a long time since I, I get to say, Hey, Google helped this person and this person like with actual help. Yeah. Um, have you found yep. Google supports gotten better or is it just yeah. lucky stories? No, I don't think so. I mean, I do think that um, you, you know, I, I you know, maybe it's just the clients we're working with, or maybe we've just gotten lucky. But I do feel like we've um, 
Uh, it isn't just uh, you know troubleshooting, which has actually gotten better, I think, with Google. But we've been doing more brainstorming with Google, and uh, it, it has. I mean, we, you know, you know, there's always the joke, right? That Google's always trying to sell you. Like that, that's always their solution, right? Up your budget, right? That's always that's always the joke. Um, but I do feel like we've gotten better answers than that. I, I would say within the past year, um, they've gotten better than it's just like, well, just increase your bids and your budgets, and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, I, I think anyway. And that's probably like the unknown, like new feature, right? That really came out is is a little bit better support. Yeah. Hey, Joe, this is this has been fantastic, and and, and listeners, we're going to continue this conversation on our next show and, and go through some some other big big changes with shopping and variation matches in, in our next show. So stay tuned to that. But um, so Joe, if someone wants to find you online and stalk you a little bit, where can they find you? Oh, that's a good question. I'm all over the place. I get around. Um, I, the best place is Twitter. Um, you know, they can follow if they want to find me. They can find me at Joe Kirschbaum, uh, K-E-R-S-C-H-B-A-U-M. Uh, that's my Twitter. That's the best. I, I'm there pretty much all the time. And they can find me at uh, 3Q Digital. And there will be links in our posts about the show where someone can just find you that way as well. So, hey, thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for having me, Brad. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Market Nirvana. As a reminder, show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find archives or past episodes at webmaster.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and pretty much wherever you listen to shows these days. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.